you will turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Beginning next week, we will begin a new series. And uh, as I was praying about today, um, you'll notice there the handout is a little different. I had sent a, a manuscript and a handout, and Melissa, she faithfully does, she put that all together. But uh, as, as I contemplated today, uh, I was there was a passage, Ephesians 5, was just on my heart, and uh, in some ways I feel like I kind of took the easy way out in the first manuscript and uh, just wasn't uh, faithful to what God really wanted me to preach this morning, I, I, and uh, for that I, I apologize. Um, just trying to snatch up some time with my kids while they're out, and... and uh, uh, but the Lord wouldn't let this passage go, and so yesterday... I worked on this passage, and um, that's why the handout looks a little different. It's not punched, and it's not all nice and neat like Melissa did. That's what you get when I do it. You get the nice one when Melissa does it. And so uh, I, I say forgive me on that. I, I want to... Uh, I, I love pastoring this church, and as I thought about the new year and wrapping up this year, I, I love pastoring this church because I love the people that make up this church, and I I love that we love orphans and widows and that we're generous with our time and our talents and that we, we love to hear the word preached and you guys challenge me to preach it faithfully and allow me to preach it faithfully and I don't want to ever take shortcuts with that. And, um, but I want to challenge us this morning in, in regards to looking back at 2018 but looking forward to 2019 that we continue growing, that we continue to guard the truths that we have been entrusted, that we continue to really build upon the, the bedrock and the foundation of our faith, that we continue loving the things that God loves and hating the things that God hates, that we continue growing. And what we'll see this morning is, is the reality is, is that that has to be pursued, that doesn't just happen naturally. That there's no autopilot, there's no cruise control when it comes to our faith. That we be careful, as it says in verse 15, that we be careful how we walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And as our shepherd, I, I, I want to I, I encourage us. I want to challenge us. I want to encourage us, but I also want to warn us. We saw in 1 Peter 5, as we finished up that study of, about a month ago, that Satan prowls around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. We know from John 10 that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but Jesus Christ has come that we would have life and have it in abundance. We, we, we saw in, and we've seen in Timothy that Paul warns about a couple of individuals who had made a shipwreck of their faith. And I think the challenge for all of us is that we, we think that'll never happen to us. It'll never happen to our kids. It'll never happen to me. And I think there's a danger there. 
I think the Bible makes it very clear to, to, to not get to that spot. Where he, the Bible says, you know, take heed, take caution, lest you yourselves stumble. It's very possible that, that some of us sitting in this room today won't be sitting here next year because we've wandered away. Maybe because we've made a shipwreck of our faith. Maybe because sin and its allurements and its enticements have drawn us away. It's very possible. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that we can lose your salvation. That's not what this is about. And yet, that's very clear from Scriptures. But yet, what is also clear from Scripture is stark, stark harsh, strong warnings to believers. Strong warnings to believers. Paul is writing this in Ephesians 5 to believers. The, the reality is, is you, you look at the beginning of Ephesians, in, in verse 1-4, you see the call to love. You look at the end in 6-23 and 24, the call is to love with an incorruptible love. More than one-sixth of Paul's references to love occur here in Ephesians. And yet, if you go to Revelation 2-4, it's very clear that at some point the Ephesian church left their first love. Great works... Great deeds, did a lot of things. And yet Paul says, this I have against, or John says, I have this against you. You've left your first love. I think if we were honest in all of our lives, you, you, you see that tendency to grow cold. To take things that you prayed for earnestly, that you longed for earnestly, you get them, there's great excitement, and then... Take it for granted. It can be your job. It can be your family. It can be your spouse. It can be friends. It could even be the fellowship we have here. It could be the Word. And, and interesting, Paul says in the close of this letter that, again, in verse 24, Grace be with all of those who love our Lord Jesus with an incorruptible love. And Paul, again, he's writing in Ephesians to believers. It, just to set the stage, the context, Ephesians, many believe that Ephesians may have been a circular letter, meaning that it was a letter that, that circulated to many churches. Some of the early manuscripts uh, do not have, in, in verse 1, to the saints who are at Ephesus. Some of the early manuscripts do not contain the, the title Ephesus there. It may be that, that this letter was dealing with something in Ephesus, but, but it deals with what all churches are going to face. It deals with a danger that all of us face. I, I think if we're honest, what, what Paul, everything that Paul, again, the Word of God is, is living and active, Hebrews says, sharper than a double-edged sword. What was, what was true then and what was good then is good for us today. What was needed as a warning then is needed as a warning today. In the first three chapters of Ephesians, Paul tells them, explains to them the beauty and the glory of their position in Christ, the blessings that they had from being positioned in Christ, who they were because of Christ. And at the end of chapter 3, Paul kind of makes a transition from who you are to how you walk. How you live. There's a, he, he makes a transition. And look at verse 4, chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, every, based upon what God has done, based upon who you are, believer, 
in Christ. Look at what he says. I implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Verse 17 of chapter 4. So this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. There's a marked contrast in how a believer should live and how a believer should pursue to live. And and that's what Paul is getting at. That's the the context of chapter 5. How a believer is to steadfastly pursue. And and in chapter 5, verses 15, it really goes on through 21. I won't keep you here into the new year preaching that entire section. We'll just look at 15 and 16. But Paul gives three contrasts here that ought to mark a believer's life. We're going to look at the first two. Be careful how you walk, verse 15. Not as unwise, but as wise. The contrast is this. As believers, we ought to live wisely. Again, you see it on your handout, the command, be careful how you walk. Be careful how you walk. Uh, that, that would be my heart for us. Looking back on 2018, the, uh, uh, if God tarries and gives us the grace that we enter into 2019, here's my, here's my implorement of, you, of us as a church. Be careful how you walk. In view, of your, in view of your redemption, in view of having been redeemed, if you're, belie- if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you've been redeemed by His blood, you have been promised eternity, you have been ransomed, you have been rescued, you, your sins have been propitiated, they've been forgiven, they, they've been nailed to the cross, as Colossians 2, they've been, your trespass, if your trespass has been forgiven, if that's you, be careful how you walk. That's not a license to live carelessly. Security of salvation, permanence of salvation, security of our resurrection is not a license to live willy-nilly. It's not a license to live without a careful mindset. Again, Paul is writing to believers here. He's challenging believers to walk in wisdom, and he contrasts the wise with the unwise. The, The word be careful literally means see. It literally means look carefully at how you are living it points to spiritual perception take everything in literally it's this look at everything in light of the gospel i think about second corinthians 10 5 he says taking every thought captive to the obedience of christ every opportunity everything everything you look at everything you listen to everything about your life look what he's saying he's saying be careful The way that a Christian is commanded to walk is carefully. And this is a command. It speaks to a lifestyle of careful living with regards to your TV shows, with regards to our our music, with regards to our clothes, with regards to what we commit to, with regards to what we get involved in. Everything is different as a Christian. Why? Because it goes back to the glory of God. Paul says that in 1 Corinthians 6, you, Do you not know that you have been bought with a price? Therefore, glorify God in your body. Everything about our lives as a believer has to go back and be built upon who we are in Jesus Christ if we're saved. 
Our lives are not our own. We have not been ransomed. We have not been rescued. We've not been redeemed primarily for our own sake. It is for the glory of God. And Paul says to Christians, be careful how you walk. Earlier in chapter 5, look what he says. Therefore, be imitators of God, verse 1, as beloved children of God. Again, going back to our identity in Christ. Walk in love just as Christ loved you and gave himself up for you as an offering and a sacrifice to God, as a fragrant aroma. Listen to verse 3. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Think about that. What, what are you known for? What are you as a believer associated with? What are you affiliated with? He says it shouldn't even be named among you. No filthiness, no silly talk, no coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather give, giving thanks. Verse 6, let no one deceive you with empty words. Do not be partakers with the sons of disobedience. And look at verse 8, you were formerly darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Again, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. It, it, listen, not only is it disgraceful to participate, look at verse 12, it's disgraceful even to speak of these things. Be careful. Why? Listen, everything that I do, here, here's the challenge. Everything that I do reflects upon Karen, it reflects upon my children, it reflects upon you. And yet everything you do has the same reflection. We're a body. Any good done to us is good done to the whole body. Any bad done to us is good to the whole, done to the whole body. We, we represent one another even more than that. We represent our Savior in everything we do. Paul is saying, be careful not to drag his glorious name in amongst the, the sons of disobedience. Be careful not to drag the Christianity down into the muck and the mire of the things of this world. You've been redeemed from that. We, we saw this in our, in our, in our study of, of 1 Peter chapter 1. And again, I, I forgive Daniel and, and the team back there if they don't get the verses up here. I did this last night. And even into this morning, this, that's my fault. I, I apologize for that. Um, so the verses don't, you're going to have to go old school and actually turn to the verses maybe. <laughs> Bible drills for adults here. Woo! Let's get rid of those things, Jen. Come on, I'm going to burn those sorry things. Verse 14 of chapter 1. As obedient children, listen, do not be conformed to the former lusts which are yours in ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be yourselves holy in all your behavior. Because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. We, we, we do not have the freedom. The, the fact that I bear the name of Christ dictate, ought to dictate, has to dictate everything about my life. I am not my own. I have been bought with a price. And, and you know, Paul says, in light of that, be careful. Be careful. Paul says it, Peter says it. Do not be conformed 
to the former lusts that were yours in ignorance. There are, there are things that, listen, here's the, here's the reality. There are things that non-believers participate in that you and I cannot participate in. There are things that other immature Christians are going to foolishly participate in that you as a mature Christian can't participate in. That's the reality. That's why we looked at Christmas Eve. The, the real spirit of Christmas is humility. Again, Jesus did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, emptied himself, taking on the form of a bondservant. And being in the, made in the pound in the appearance of men, being conformed even to death, and de- not only death, but it says death on a cross. Earlier in Philippians 2, it says, have this attitude that was also in Christ, that although he existed, again, he emptied him, have the same attitude. He didn't cling to his rights. He emptied himself. Paul is saying, be careful, guys. Be careful how you walk. There's a testimony at stake. Not only that, there's church unity at stake. I mean, I've told some of you, and and nervously, I don't know how this is going to go. I hope it goes well. I'll I'll tell you, next year, next year, all year, we're going to look at Romans. The book of Romans. Don't be surprised if it goes into 2020. And, and here's, here's what I want us to see. It's my favorite book. I've been studying that. I, don't, I still don't have a grasp on it. Don't hear that. But I regularly go back to that book. Here, here's what I want for us. To understand the, a unity, a unity that only comes from understanding the gospel. We fight and we quarrel, and we bicker, and we do all this foolish stuff that causes disunity. Why? Because we don't truly grasp the gospel. We don't truly grasp who we are in Christ. That's why Paul says in chapter 14, are you seriously going to destroy, are you going to destroy over your food him or her whom God died for? Think about that. Jesus is willing to die to save us. And we're going to fight over rights. We're going to live how we want to live and and create. It's because we don't grasp the gospel. Paul says, be careful. freedom, uh, again, security of salvation, certainty of our salvation doesn't give us a license to sin. It doesn't give us a license to live however we want to live. It gives us the freedom to serve God in a way that before we couldn't. It gives us a freedom to glorify God in a way before we couldn't. It gives us the freedom to live in light of being a child of the King. That's what the freedom gives us. And the difficulty, you see it on the handout, the difficulty, if all of us are honest, the danger, the difficulty is that the tendency for us as believers is to become careless and casual over time. To become careless and casual. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 
and following. You continue, he says. He implores them, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation. He goes on to, I charge you in the presence, verse chapter 4, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Listen, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and they will turn away their ears from truth and turn aside to myths. But you endure hardship. You know, what you know what Paul is saying? Be careful how you walk. Be careful. Every moment of every day, be careful. Not as unwise, but as wise. The tendency for every single one of us is to grow casual. And that's why I said, I, I, I repent before you. I, was, I feel like the Lord convicted me even of this, even of being casual of, of putting together a sermon that was just, I, I wanted to spend time with my kids and my wife while they're out, and I could justify it all day long, but it was sinful. It, it wasn't up to the standard of this pulpit. It wasn't prayerfully, God, what do you, what, what do you want to tell us? Not what Chris wants to tell what do you want to warn? And, and it's going to be sourced in feasting off of God's Word. It's going to be sourced in staying in God's Word. That's why he says, go to the Scriptures. Go to the Scriptures. E even down here in verse 18, filled with the Spirit. Again, we've talked about this Ad nauseum, that's Colossians 3.16, but let the word of God richly dwell within you because whatever dwells richly in us controls us. And the, the danger for me, the danger of you, is to think we can live on day-old bread or week-old bread instead of coming to God every single day for daily bread and sustenance. You don't live physically very long on what you ate yesterday or the week before. You will become weak. You don't live spiritually on what you, you... Every day, you need to be coming to God's Word. We need to be coming to God's Word. So that we don't wonder. Because listen, if we're honest, one day becomes two, becomes a week, becomes a month. Listen, we've all lived there. Just because I'm the pastor, just because, again, in some ways you pay me to be in God's Word, doesn't mean every day my feet hit the floor and I don't fight the tendency to get caught up in a lot of things and not read God's Word. Every day. It's a battle. And Paul is saying, be careful. Why? Because you'll see it in your handout, there are tremendous consequences. Consequences to not. One of the greatest challenges that face the body of Christ is immaturity. It's believers who are immature and remain immature. Ephesians 4, he talks about that. The goal of this is to, to, that we would be mature in Christ. That Why? So that we would not be tossed around, Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, tossed around by every wind and wave and trickery of doctrine. Satan wants to deceive. 
We go to the beach every summer, and guess what? Our kids, depending on the wave height, even us adults, you get beat up by the waves. They knock you around. That's the, that's the imagery. That's the imagery about being mature. Our lives begin to look like the world. We, we trample over one another. We pursue things that we want to pursue, and we don't care about what the consequences of that are. And listen, we're killing each other, but, but when we do that, we kill the body, but we kill the testimony of our Savior. Diligence. Diligence. And, and again, I feel like we're, I, I, I love this church. I'm not, it's not like we, I don't want you leaving here like, man, what's going on behind the scenes? Listen, we always got stuff because we're sinners. I'm not speaking to that. My, my, I feel like the Lord is just saying the challenge for us is to push ahead. The challenge for us is to take the gains for the gospel in 2018 and push ahead. Don't be satisfied. Don't be casual. Don't live off that yesteryear, but to push ahead. All week, to to enjoy in 2019, to enjoy being a child of God even more than you enjoyed it in 2018. To, To practice the power of His presence more in 2019 than you did in 2019, 2018, regardless of where you were. Paul is saying, be careful. Don't, don't live, don't, don't let your guard down. At no moment, at no moment let your guard down. And I think one of the dangers is for us, if we're honest, is as, even as believers, is to live almost as practical atheists. We wouldn't have the nerve to say there's no God, but then we don't live every day as if there's a God. We wouldn't say He doesn't exist, but we live like He doesn't exist. And Proverbs 14, again, gives us the wisdom with regards to that. In Proverbs 14, 8 and 9, listen to what it says. He says, The wisdom of the sensible is to understand his way, but the foolish of fools is deceit. Fools mock at sin. Think about that. The fact that we can get to the point where we, again, mock at sin. But among the upright there is goodwill. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. Even losing our sensitivity to sin. Again, that's why Paul says in Ephesians 5, it shouldn't be named among you. Should not even be named among you. Habitually participatory named among you. And and the, the challenge is this, guys. The challenge is, okay, yeah, we've got six wraparound care groups for orphans. How many more do we need? Let's go. We're, 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 we're funding adoptions. Let's do it all the more. Whatever it takes. The challenge is us, oh, I, even personally, oh, I read the word, read the word more. Oh, I, I give, give more, serve more. That's the challenge. Less of me, more of Christ in 2019. Whatever that, you know, we can't put a percentage on it, but whatever that is, 
there's always more of Chris Basham that needs to die. There's always more of the word that I can get a grasp on. That, that we would be a people who know more about the word than we do about the world. Think about that. We know more about the word than we do about the world. My, my caution to you is this. Are you being careful in how you walk? In 2018, were you careful, believer, in how you walked? My challenge is this. Be careful how you walk in 2019. Were, were you wise in how you walked in 2018? My, my challenge is this. Be wise in 2019. Does your life look like more of the world? My, caution is, my, my challenge is this. Make 2019 Pursue godliness. Pursue to eliminate more and more of the world and get more and more of the word. Are, are you associated with, with immorality? Is there an immorality? Is there impurity that, that could be named among you? Repent. God's grace is more than sufficient. Repent and turn to God. First John, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, we'll do it with you. Be careful how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Look at verse 16. Making the most of your time because the days are evil. That's the reason. The days are evil. Every single year, if you're like me, it seems like 2018 had about 15 days in it. Karen was asking me, what are we going to do for New Year's? I'm like, New Year's? Are we going to do that again? Seems like we just did that. But think about this. I thought about this yesterday. Think about this in regards to 2018, but also with regards to 2019. God gave us, in 2018, He gave us 365 days to learn of Him, to relate to Him, to glorify Him. That's 8,760 hours. How'd you steward them? That's 525,600 minutes. How'd you steward them? That's 31,536,000 seconds. How'd you steward them? To whose glory were most of those seconds lived for? How many of those seconds were lived pursuing things that ought not to be pursued? Glorifying and things. The word, the word making there, making the most of your time because the days are evil. I, I, I love words. I love word pictures. The word there literally is redeem. The, the word redeem means to purchase or to buy. In Paul's day, oftentimes it referred to buying a slave's freedom. That's why we have been, who are in Christ, we have been redeemed. We have been bought out of the slavery of sin. Paul in 1 Peter, we, I mean Peter in 1 Peter, we saw it in verses 17 and 19. He says, or do you not know that you have been redeemed with imperishable things? The, literally the blood of Christ. Not perishable things like gold and silver. You've been redeemed with the imperishable, the perfect blood of Christ. And literally, it's literally the thought there is snatch up every opportunity. We, we went to Home Depot the other day to, to uh, our kids want I think they re want to reenact uh, the house and Christmas vacation next year. So we, we went and bought up a bunch of 
Christmas lights because they were next to nothing. And we were finding these deals. We were snatching them up. You know, things that are $20 are marked down to $3. I'm like, well, buy six of them then. Snatching them up. That, the, the, the thing is this, that's literally, that's literally what Paul is saying here. Snatch up every single moment to the glory of God. Snatch it up. You think about what, what every single one of us Time is one of those things that every single one of us are given the exact same resource every day. Doesn't matter how rich you are. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter nothing. 24 hours. Why is it that some people accomplish a whole lot more and are be- because they're just wiser? Because they snatch up every moment. They redeem the time. Again, the, the word there, you see it in your handout, it literally means to buy intensively. This is like Black Friday sales. Buy intensively. Why? Because the days are evil. The word evil here, it means troubling. It means destructive. It can mean wretched. This age, listen, this age is totally against God. It tempts us to waste our time with the things of this world instead of the things of God. That's what, It's evil. It tempts us with wasting the days and the times on ourselves. It's going to tempt us with using 2019 for our glory instead of God's glory. It's going to tempt us to waste 2019 on things that are pertaining to this world and things that are pertaining to our true citizenship. And then we're going to say, man, I wasted a year because the days are evil. Some of you may look back on 2018 and say, you know what, I really wasted 2018 because the days are evil. That's exactly what Satan wants. Year after year. And and this world is opposed to God. This world's system, 1 John 2, 15, do not love the world nor the things of the world. And listen, it gets worse. For those who love the world and the things of the world, the love of God is not in them. Don't love the world and things of the world. And, and literally, the picture here, again, be careful. Imagine, I mean, and I've used this illustration before, but, but forgive me, but I mean, you, we've got to learn to see life. Imagine if there was a minefield between me and those doors, and I had to get to those doors. How would you walk? You'd walk carefully. You wouldn't walk haphazardly. You wouldn't walk nonchalantly. You wouldn't walk just giddily, just walking through life like there was no big... No, why? Because they'll kill you. Life is like that. Paul is saying life is like that. And the Word of God is, is the map, if you will, that makes us wise into salvation. But also, he goes on to say, Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The Word of God allows that. The Word of God allows us to avoid those pitfalls. doesn't mean we're perfect doesn't mean that things are always going to go perfectly, but it gives us wisdom to avoid those things. He gives us wisdom as to even what God's will is for our lives, that we can pursue that. And we as believers cannot live the same as non-believers. And there is a tendency to, to let our guard down. There is a tendency to grow careless. There is a tendency to grow casual and, and, and to justify it. 
That's how, again, Jeremiah 79, desperately wicked our heart is to justify it. You see it on your handout. Satan uses this world to cause us to not redeem our days for Christ, to become careless. He distracts us by getting busy with the wrong things, to waste our time on good things instead of the great things, to waste our lives on ourselves. And think about this. Some of your planners, what are your plans for 2019? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? Who do they center around? Whose glory do they center around? And what matters most, Paul is saying, is that is the kingdom of God. It's the things that have to do with Christ. And we're in danger. Every single one of us run the risk of not redeeming and capturing every moment for the glory of God. He has given us this amount of time. How are we using it? What are we living for? To whose glory are we living for? And, and the challenge, you see, at the result of these missteps is regrets. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. And Paul says every single moment, just like Daniel said this morning, every single moment is a new hallelujah. Every single moment is a new reason to praise God. Buy those moments up intensely for the glory of God. Realize, realize that, that there is, you see it on your handout, an unrelenting warfare is going on every moment of every day for our allegiance. An unrelenting warfare. And my challenge for us in, in 2019, as we study Romans, but, but, but individually, is that we would be careful how we walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making most of your time because the days are evil. That we would not be foolish, but we would understand what the will of the Lord is. That we would not get drunk with the things of this world, but that we would be filled, verse 18, with the, with the Spirit. And look, verse 19. Here's the overflow. You want, you, want, you, you want an evidence of a person who's filled with the Spirit? Evidence of a person who's, who the Word of God richly dwells within? It's starting in verse 19. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, our speech will change. Singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, our singing changes. Always giving thanks for all things in the name of the Lord, our thankfulness changes. Listen, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. That's a thesis statement, and he gives examples in verses 22 all the way through 6-9 of what that looks like. Being considerate of one another, understanding that what I do affects, affects the other, affects the glory of God, affects the testimony of Christ in our community and around the world. Being subject to one another. Laying down rights and privileges on behalf of the glory of the Lord. Wives being subject to husbands. Husbands giving themselves up for their wives. Children obeying their parents. Fathers not provoking their children. Employees being submissive to employers. Employers serving employees well. All of that is there. But it comes from being careful how we walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Not being foolish but understanding what the will of God is. Not getting drunk with wine for that is dissipation, but being filled with the Spirit. I, I pray that we would be a people that does not grow careless, doesn't grow casual, that we would see every single day as an opportunity to snatch every moment up for the glory of God. 
that we would not waste 2019. If we're honest, some of us in here may have been telling the Lord for years that we're going to spend more time with Him, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Do it. Be careful how you walk and do it. Buy, set by the grace of God, buy up 2019 with intensity to the glory of God. Every month, every week, every day, buy it up intensely. Ask ourselves, how did we spend 2019? Or 2018, and, and, and seek to buy up 2019 with intensity. No matter what good, bad, or ugly 2018 looked like, may 2019 be a year where we buy up every moment intensely, individually and corporately as a church. No matter what 2018 looked like. And may God get great glory through us as a church, individually, corporately, in 2019.